It's coming home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not quite. Oh no, yeah, R.I.P. Uh, to the entire country of England, uh, the English Football Association, uh, the English Royal Family, uh, Rashford. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel a little bit for our uh, friends across the pond. That was um, rough. Good game. Though. That was a great game. Yeah. Um, yeah, it started off with England getting that uh, early early kick. Um, they had the momentum, but uh, Italy, I think in the second half, was able to really control the they possession. They it good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the just the penalty shootout penalties. was heartbreaking. Was crazy shootout. Yeah. Jordan Pickford. Yeah. Oh, my God. His stock just went yeah. up. Yeah. I mean, the, the Italian goalie, uh, Jean-Luigi... Uh, I don't know his last name. But uh, he, he he was crazy, too. He got some... They both had some amazing saves. Yeah. No, it was... It's tense, man. It's a good that game. last kick. Yeah. Uh poor kid. Poor kid. R.I.P. Um, but I mean, it's fine. <laughs> Who cares? Fuck yeah. England, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, just kidding. It was a great game. But yeah, it was amazing. Really yeah. interesting. Not like the uh, U.S. had tournament. a vetted interest. Yeah. Our team's um, complete shite. It's fine. Uh, yeah. But anyways, back to our scheduled programming. Yeah. Formula One, no race this week, yeah, but no still plenty of stuff to talk about. Yeah, uh, luckily we won't have to wait too long till our next race uh, in Silverstone. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just going to be a week's time uh, Looking now. Looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, it's still a lot to talk about, as Kirill said, in our off week. Um, one of the things I was really cur- um, like really wanted to talk about um, following the past uh, Austrian Grand Prix, we need to talk about the FIA, I think, a little bit. Yeah, Michael Massey and his, his penalties. And his goons. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, definitely... Um, I don't know. You could it, talk about. I mean, it doesn't seem like he's giving the most consistent uh, punishment all the time. Yeah, I think. Uh, also, I mean, maybe a bit, a bit too harsh on some. Uh, yep. Uh, I guess. I mean, yeah, yeah, the, the big one to talk about is definitely the Lando Checo and Checo Leclerc uh, yeah. instances. Yeah. So. Uh, it's it's difficult. I know being in a sort of a referee position in pretty much any sport's hard, you know, because yeah. um, you can't get calls a hun- right 100% of the time, obviously. But it seems like Michael Massey, you know, being at the head of race control, you know, the FIA has had some really questionable moments, you know, and I think it's been a bit of a, a pattern almost, you know, of inconsistency. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, we should just start pretty much at the Austrian Grand Prix. Obviously, at turn four, that downhill breaking zone, Lando and Checo side by side. Um, you know, Lando kind of didn't uh, leave enough room, but it, it, it's controversial because Checo didn't complete the move. He wasn't ahead of Lando. Yeah. So, you know, you would think maybe it's on him to like lift a bit. And yeah, it, when you're going around the outside, corner. yeah, when you're when you're going around the outside to overtake, you accept that risk, you know. It, yeah. So I, I think someone as experienced as Checo should have known. Mm-hmm. I think that was purely a racing incident, especially um, I think it is interesting after Michael Massey was talking about how like la- they have that lap one leniency, you know, when mm-hmm. it's a little chaotic, all the cars are bunched up. Yeah, I think the same leniency should be given on lap one of the like per- after a safety the car restart. coming in. Yeah. So I don't know what happened there. Um, it was pretty stupid <laughs> penalty but obviously yeah. when when they handed that penalty out it set a precedent yeah they, they for couldn't the rest not of the, 
I mean, but also to be fair, I mean what what Checo did on on Charles was a yeah bit, same in the same a bit corner. more egregious. Yeah, turn four, he literally made contact with him to force yeah. him um, off the track. The and then once Charles came back at uh, Checo into turn six, I believe mm-hmm. that one was. I think it could be also a racing incident, but like I yeah, said, you know that when you set the precedent with the Lando Checo incident after the safety car, then you just kind of have to give that penalty. Yeah. Out. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I think I, I wouldn't in a vacuum. I think that the the Lando incident was definitely a racing incident. I don't think that you yeah. could really. There's no like malice, you know. He yeah. wasn't. He was. No, he wasn't no trying malice. to push Checo off. He was just trying to hold the corner and just trying to defend normally. Yeah, and Checo on on Leclerc was definitely <laughs> yeah the the contact a little more questionable. Yeah, I mean you would you wouldn't expect that from like a driver like Checo who's like well respected. He's a veteran. He's been. I mean people like him. Like he he's not a dirty driver at all. No, yeah. He. I don't think he had that, any that malicious intent towards Leclerc. Obviously, yeah, but but it was still he still made contact. So it, yeah. you know you have to give him that penalty. And then yeah. another thing that. Another like set of penalties that I thought was weird was um, Yuki Sonoda's um, when he was crossing, entry. yeah, when he like touched the line or crossed the line a little bit by like an he inch even on the pit lane yeah. entry, and it, on one of the weirdest pit lane entries on the calendar, yeah, I'd say, right on the racing, on the racing line. line. Yeah. Um, now, albeit I I get that Yuki shouldn't have done it twice, you know, but yeah. in in all fairness, the team actually I I found this out. The team actually didn't tell him after the first incident they oh, didn't, they didn't tell, tell him at all penalty they only told him that he'd been crossing the line after the second time when he was in the pit lane apparently oh my goodness so, so i mean um first of all it's not even his fault first of all alfatari should have you know have told, told him, him first so that he could rectify yeah. it but um i think looking at the bigger picture i don't know that like given that pit lane entry to to cross you know when it's like not um, jeopardizing anyone's safety to like cross it like by an inch, he was the only car like, like in, in the area. Uh, on that a turn. machine like that, it's it's a little harsh, you know, because it pretty much fucked Yuki's race, um, yeah. fucked him out of the points. I think pretty much. I don't know how many like, he ended up like P twelve, but I don't know how many um, seconds he was out of P ten. I mean, um, I'd <laughs> imagine though, big, ten <laughs> seconds is a lot of time. Yeah, it, it yeah. Is a lot though. Um, so yeah, unfortunate for Yuki and just kind of. I don't know, weird penalty. At least yeah. that one. I mean, uh, a crossing the pit lane entry line that is a little more black and white. Yeah, but for um, sure. yeah, going back to like just racing incidents. I don't know it. You know the it kind of brings the whole penalty system into question because with racing, there's so many different scenarios. It's impossible to encompass. Yeah. In like written rules. Yeah, and it's happening. You know, so in fast, the rule book, and it's I mean, happening they're driving so, fast. so close to each other. It's yeah. so intense. I mean, it's hard to account for everything yeah i um i don't i don't know the more this season goes along and the you know pattern of fia inconsistently goes the more i dislike the penalty system yeah um like lando's really close to a race band he has 10 penalty points yeah yeah, he needs two two more more. um and he's not a dirty driver no he's not he doesn't deserve to be banned at all i mean yeah it's he's had some sure he's young he's had some some questionable incidents 100 percent. but i mean he's not He's not, he's not like a pattern of him like pushing people off on purpose or yeah, like exactly. trying he's to no you know kill Maldonado yeah. or anything. He's but... not a hazard to anyone on track. <laughs> I said, he knows yeah, what I he's don't doing. Know. He's it's... not he's not he's not a bad driver. He's not a bad guy. It's tough. I don't I don't know what the solution would be necessary. I don't know if there should be like kind of like how in um in football there's like a, a like a referee that can uh, like a, a VAR. VAR. That can, I, don't know. I don't know how well that would go over. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, it's it's tough though because. Um, you need to like look at each it's almost you need to look at each incident you know individually right yep. you, you can't like 
um, take an incident and then put it under like an umbrella, like of a particular rule. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, because it, it's impossible. Ra- or, like racing is, like I said, the scenarios are all so different. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, it's it's weird because just two weeks before the Austrian Grand Prix, we had the French Grand Prix, and um, we had that that instance where Pierre Gasly he forced Lando off the track, mm-hmm. um, and he had to even go into the runoff himself mm-hmm. and you know the it was investigated and nothing happened yeah. so it's it's tough for these drivers because they don't know where the limit is you know they don't know when like the fia might give him a penalty like yeah because like an instance like yeah, that it, you would think that gasly should be time. should be penalized right yeah i mean i mean even even in syria uh, the syrian grand prix the week before i mean uh when Charles. Uh, took up here. I mean, I know yeah. it's on the first the first lap, so he has, he has that first lap leniency. But I mean, like you said, the first lap of a safety car restart is like also very bunched but up. I, I would say close. it's pretty like, much yeah, it's, the it's same very thing. similar yeah, circumstances. I, I would, so why would one be a penalty and one not? I mean, it's it seems inconsistent. Yeah, you know? I I personally agree with you. I'm of the opinion that like especially on laps like those, you know, the you should just let them race. Yeah. Um, it, like we, we look back even to like Imola, you know the. The instance between uh, Max and Lewis, um, where there there was no malicious intent. Um, Max was able to squeeze Lewis, and Lewis should have lifted. You know, he, yep. he paid the price for his mistake, just as Checo paid the price for mm-hmm. his mistake at the Austrian Grand Prix. It's unfair to penalize Lando for that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I it, it's it definitely could use some some work. I mean, it's hard to like suggest a better system because it's a very complex yeah, problem it is i mean it's not like it's an problem. easy thing for for michael massey or the fia to solve yeah, it's a gray area for but sure. i mean it could definitely use some some working on uh well we'll see um we'll see. but um uh, michael massey has already stated that they don't they're not gonna like if there was to be a review and change of the penalty system it wouldn't happen mid-season so mm-hmm. i mean it makes out. sense yeah you yeah would, you it's, wanna, like, it's something that takes a lot of time to look at and way. you can't like change something i guess mid-season it makes yeah. sense but um yeah d- uh, we can't expect any changes to come um in the near future but speaking of mid-season changes yeah uh i wonder what's gonna happen to that mercedes seat. yeah i don't know i know it's uh, been uh something we keep talking about but how can we not talk about it right so especially enticing. now that uh the sir lewis hamilton has been confirmed confirmed yeah, uh, two more years two more years uh that, that second mark seat it's uh pretty much confirmed that it's going to be between russell and valtteri yeah. Um, and it's pretty much Valtteri's seat to, to, to lose. lose. I, I yeah. you know, it's, it's up to him how badly he wants to keep it. Um, he's going to need to give Mercedes an overwhelming reason to essentially like skip on George. Cause yeah. if, if they don't promote George now, he's going to be out there. Get he has a better chance. Yeah. Um, or, or Williams builds a better car next year. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but, yeah. but Russell, I think has done everything he can, you know? Yeah. And that car, um, I mean, to almost car. have points, I mean, to make it to Q three so on yeah, mediums, Q3, yeah, that, I think he's done. Some that's all I needed. That, that was the last thing I needed to see. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, and we know like he's suited to that car. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. we've seen like what a, a driver swap, a uh, team swap, can do to a driver like Ricardo at McLaren. But he drove that car. The I mean, the last version of that car in Secure, and he yeah, he was amazing in it. So I mean, I see no reason to wait any longer. I mean, uh. I know a lot of people, uh, us included, can be a little too harsh on Valtteri, um, but he is in the best or second to best car. You know, so depending you, on your there, opinion, he should be, be performing better. Harder. Yeah, he's got to. Yeah, naturally, he's got to. He's got to fight for that seat, and he's just not showing enough this season 
that I think that uh, Mercedes should stick with him. I mean, I would even consider swapping him midseason if I were uh, Toto Wolf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. With Checo getting up to speed, you you might think like they they need to put some more pressure on Red Bull for, for the sure. Constructors for yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, there's there's rumors that uh, you know something will be announced at Silverstone. Uh, it would it would make sense. Yeah. Home Grand Prix for George and Mercedes. You know, and Mercedes. Yeah. Uh, if they were going to do a mid-season um, announcement, mm-hmm. just like an announcement, um, I, I don't see a better time to do it yeah. than now. I think um, it would be pretty awesome. Uh, but then and what does that do to Valtteri's confidence and like his, his drive the rest of the season? You know, yeah, you think that, that, that if, the, if he knows he's not coming back, he's gonna, is he going to give up? Is he going to try to it, sabotage it Mercedes? Either or? way, it could, be, it could kill his confidence and he's mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, why, why even try anymore? Yeah. Or it could kind of light a flame under his ass to perform even better so he's he, he can get a drive next for next year yeah, yeah, yeah. um and he's rumored to like if if he was going to stay in f1 i think his most viable options are doing obviously the seat swap with george, george or uh replacing his uh fellow countryman at alfa romeo kimi raikkonen that would be um, interesting yeah that would be like seeing valtteri sure, lead right? his like a team like in this part of point of his career would definitely be interesting um yeah, yeah but been, if he if he doesn't get the Williams seat, um, and George does, you know, as we're assuming, move to Mercedes next year, uh, that leaves the seat open for either a Williams prospect like Dan Tickdom, which doesn't they, sound I, very I, yeah, likely. I, I it seems like they, I think they are pretty much ruling that out. Yeah, it seems like the um, rumors are pointing towards like a more experienced uh, yeah. driver in that seat, someone you know coming back from the shadows of the paddock, someone like Hulkenberg or Kvyat or, yeah. or Hulkenberg. Yeah, yeah, it it makes sense. Um, I think with Williams wanting to usher in the new era of regulations, uh, it makes sense that they want someone experienced at the, mm-hmm. at the wheel. I, I know someone like Tictum, uh, even if he had enough super license points is he's quick, but uh, you want someone who can understand the car, help develop it as fast yeah. as possible so that Williams can hit the ground running. Um, Cause it seems like they're going to keep Latifi, you know, while Latifi, well, they, they need his, his money. They so, need I his mean, money. Yeah. Don't, they don't have any <laughs> options. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, yeah, Kvyat or Hulkenberg, I, I don't know. Who would you want to see? I personally would like to see Kvyat in that seat. Yeah, I mean, I um, uh, as a as Russian, I, I I would love to have <laughs> Kvyat back. I'm not I'm not a fan of Mazepin. I don't think he's the best representation for our our people. Yeah, Hulkenberg's cool too, though. I mean, Hulkenberg's cool. I just think that if he was, you know, <laughs> if he was F1 caliber, he'd have had a podium by now. Yeah, he has the longest uh, um amount of Grand Prix without a. Without any podium, and I, 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 I know either one of them would be would be good to have back on the grid. I think they're both pretty pretty cool. Yeah, I think guys, and they're capable for sure, yeah. and both experienced. Yeah, I think with Hulkenberg, I mean, going ten years without a podium, I know he didn't ever really have the best car. He was, you know, always in the midfield, but uh, and he was even able to hop into the racing point last year. I think uh, Great Britain mm-hmm. and get P three. I think in quali. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I don't know. Looking at his career overall. Um, I would rate Kvyat a little higher. You know, Kvyat has outscored the likes of Ricardo. I think Kvyat has higher highs um, and much lower lows because I yeah. mean Hulkenberg is a very consistent driver. Yeah. he's a lot more like a Valtteri Bottas than than on like a Max Verstappen. Yeah, Kvyat definitely has more, I guess, quote unquote, like bonehead moments. But he's had some <laughs> flashes of brilliance too. He's you a know? torpedo. Yeah, torpedo. Uh, um, but yeah, I personally like he's to fun see to watch Kvyat, though. Um, back, yeah. you know, in uh. So we'll see what happens with that seat. Yeah. Um, it's all. I think it's pretty much just depending on uh, Russell. I think I, I don't know, it, uh, if I'm Williams, I'm pretty much preparing for the departure of Russell already. You know. 
Yeah, I think I think I think they've they've known. You know, they've just been dreading it for a couple of years now. I mean, it's part of his contract. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's managed by Toto. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's inevitable. But there, he's. I think. I mean, he's done everything that they've asked of him with the mm-hmm. car that he's had. I mean, they couldn't expect anything more from him. You know, he's 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 done done, done, done well by them. I think for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, when and if they split, like it'll be a a happy. A happy split, you know. They're gonna both be proud of the what they were able to achieve together. You know, the the Q twos yeah. and the that one Q three. More to come, the maybe. Almost, so knows? many almost points. So many almost points. So many. Uh, bad so luck sad. of George. Horrible the curse luck. of George. Yeah. Speaking um, of curses, I don't want to say it's a curse, but Lewis Hamilton hasn't won a race in f- in five races. First time. First since time since twenty sixteen. And we all know what happened in twenty sixteen. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Got is this a sign of the things to come? Uh you know, as as in you know, as much as uh, of a story people would like to make it, I I, I still think it's a little too early. Yeah. You know, say in the season like, oh, Lewis is you know beaten down. Um, still a lot of season left, mm-hmm. more than half of it. Um, Mercedes still have some upgrades in the pipeline, but uh, <laughs> despite uh, Toto's, uh... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The, uh, Toto's just a side note, really quick. Toto's been weird with the media. Like he'll say something and then kind of walk back on it. Yeah, I, I, I feel like the like us. the roles between Toto and Christian are just switched. Like they like they've they've swapped first and yeah. second in Christian the championship, like the... and now they're just they swapped like media personalities too. I, I mean, know, right? It's funny. <laughs> it's really funny. It is funny. It's it's great to see some uh, off track action. Um, but yeah, going back to to Lewis. Um, I think I'm I'm no no person uh, as a Lewis fan I'm no person to tell him like what he needs to do he's he's been here before he yeah. knows exactly what it takes as a seven time world champion, um, and I remember 2018 you know when he was he wasn't winning at the beginning of the season people thought he was distracted with his other stuff like music you know going to fashion shows and stuff we see a little bit of that right now yeah. on his social media so I, I can't like say like oh Lu, you know Lewis seems distracted go to the fucking simulator. Because um, it's not my place to, but um, I if if he's taking, I, I, he shouldn't be taking Max for granted. But if he is, that's a huge mistake. Yeah. Um, Max is young and he's hungry and he has something to prove. So. Oh yeah, he has a lot to prove. So I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Lewis needs to be looking at the finer details. Yeah. Um, I, I I know maybe that Red Bull is quicker right now, but yeah, Lewis is good enough of a driver to make that difference. For sure. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, out of the handful of drivers in history, if you could do it, it's it, Hamilton. Yeah, one of them, so, for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not. You know, I, I don't. I don't think Mercedes need to panic too much yet. Yeah. Um, just maybe just a little bit. The constructors a little bit more. The, yeah. Just the a small drivers' championship is definitely still, you know, um, not a runaway yet. Yeah. Um, but I think Silverstone's going to be big for Mercedes and Lewis. And uh, if for Max, England. If Max beats <laughs> if, if Lewis Dutch on, his, boy <laughs> on his Silverstone ground, this week, England needs to ugh, just shut down. Ugh, shut down it's going to be week. rough. Oof. Oh, man. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be important for Lewis to put in a good for performance sure. here. I think yeah. just more for the morale, honestly. You know, I, I don't... To, for him to lose on his home turf against his yeah. championship rival, so his hardest championship blow. rival in a while yeah. would be a big blow. So. Yeah. And, and because, you know... The way Max is beating him, he's not because they're not teammates, you know. I mean, and there's mm-hmm. not a lot of like mind games. He's really just beating him on track. He's beating him and on track. No, I mean, I Max. Think, I think that those those um like symbolic victories for Max, like a Silverstone win, or you know, something like that, would be uh, a 
much bigger chip than it might seem than just like the points like loss for oh, Lewis yeah. because I think like be that mental impact it's not because Max isn't doing it on purpose he's not trying to play mind games but if he can get any like mental advantage like that like winning Silverstone I mean it's a we saw what happened in 2016 that's exactly what Nico did to beat Lewis because you know you can argue about it but I mean at the end of the day nine times out of ten nine point nine out of ten Lewis is going to beat Nico on track but mm-hmm. but Nico Rosberg, he played the mind games, he yeah, got in his he head, and that's how he won. Yeah. So if if Max can you know capitalize on that in some way, even like inadvertently, you know, just as like a, a side you know advantage of winning like Silverstone, I think that's going to be big for him and his, his championship chances. Yeah. Yeah. The no, the mental factor definitely comes into a huge play yeah. in Grand Prix racing. Um, you know, looking back at previous years, obviously Valtteri hasn't put up uh, much of a fight. <laughs> even the 2018 and 2017 fights with Vettel, there wasn't much. Of Vettel getting under Lewis's skin, mm-hmm. um, I think we're we're seeing a little bit of Max getting under Lewis's skin. You know, yeah. with their on off track like exchanges of words and stuff like that. But um, yeah. you know, Max obviously doesn't have that um, doesn't have the capacity to play like mental games the same way Nico did. Yeah. Um, but he definitely you know can still get into Lewis's head. Um, sure. And I feel like Lewis um, <laughs> could try to get into Max's head, but it hasn't worked as successfully um so far it yeah. just comes off more as complaining and whining um so, yeah you know like like recently lewis has been accusing red bull of having the equivalent to a party mode in quali um yeah i, I mean if he's gonna if he's gonna play mind games he needs to really try to it's not even mind games i don't know it's I don't, just complaining <laughs> it is yeah, yeah it is complaining but um yeah as far as lewis and not winning five races the pa- like winning the past five races not right? winning, yeah uh, they don't need to panic yet, but they need to start, you know, getting off of the back foot mm. and trying to bring a fight back to Red Bull. Yeah. You know who might be panicking though? Who? <laughs> the organizers of the Australian Grand Prix. Oh yeah. This is the second year in a row that their Grand Prix is being canceled, and I mean, oh yeah, a heartbreaker. It's, it's unfortunate for it's, Danny it's a Rick fun and race. the fans. Yeah, Daniel Ricardo's. He's, <laughs> he's seen his family right in like now. two years. <laughs> Poor dude, man. Yeah, it sucks for him especially, but yeah, also man. for the Australian fans. It does suck. Yeah, it's 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 it was it's a good race. I mean, it's yeah. No, I think it's, it's bad. For it the calendar, sucks, I think. especially because uh, for something like um, I don't know, it, it is it's a great like I think overall like experience that we can. We'll admit like um, that track is not necessarily the best for racing, mm-hmm. but I think it's still a really good race mm-hmm. like to um have in the calendar. Um, it's it sucks for the fans. Um, I don't know. It's just like for it, to, yeah, like you said, to be canceled the second year in a row, it's really disheartening. Yeah, you know, F one doesn't want to. F one might even be reconsidering like for the year after, like if there's a better option. Um, oh god, that would be horrible. <laughs> that would be horrible. Ooh. I don't know. It, they should still do Australia if they were gonna. If they for were sure. gonna do Melbourne, they'd probably do Adelaide. Might that's mm-hmm. my guess. Mm-hmm. But um. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, what are they looking at for replacements? Uh, I think Bahrain again would be the, a consideration. the Sakir layout, yeah. yeah, or yeah, the alternate layout. Um, what else? There's they could do Malaysia. Um, there's Kailami. There's India. Lots of interesting choices. Yeah, yeah. Huh. I think. I mean, I don't know how much better the the COVID situations COVID are in in those countries. Yeah, I don't know how much, especially like in India. I I don't know if they've gotten it under control, but. Yeah. I, I would personally like to see Malaysia as someone who is of uh, Southeast yeah. <laughs> Asian descent. I'm sure, be, I'm sure cool Seb to, would like that. Huh? It's his track. That is his track. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's Patronus' home, home territory, though. Mm. 
We'll see. We'll see. But yeah. Um, and what else? Um, oh, going back to Silverstone really quick. Yeah, we'll talk up? about sprint races. That's right. Sprint races. That's, <laughs> you I looking mean, forward to it, Kirill? Uh, I'm open to the idea yeah. of it. I mean, it's, it's definitely fun to watch in F2. Um, uh, I don't know if it's going to create better or worse racing. I mean, I think I see the concern of how it might take some of the racing out of the feature race. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm open to seeing it happen at least, you know, definitely it has the potential to create some, some interesting racing on a Saturday. So, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm you? pretty nuanced on it. Like, uh, on one hand, I think I agree with a lot of people how it's just going to be kind of a, a train and, um, it kind of dilutes, you know, that, um, feature race a little bit, mm-hmm. um, overall, but I I also am open to like seeing new things being tried, you know. Like you said, in F two it's great. Yeah. Uh doesn't necessarily mean it'll work in F one, but you know, why not try? Right. It's worth a shot. Why not? Um it you know, it's it's gonna be interesting to see like teams just go like it, it's a, like in the name it's a sprint, so you're gonna go like go all lower up. fuel. Yeah. You're gonna go hopefully be more aggressive. I think that'd be interesting to see if I hope. Especially some midfield teams, like some lower teams trying to make up a couple spots when uh, I hope so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I I hope drivers will be more willing to take risks, yeah. but um, because I mean we don't get to see like F one drivers go flat out one hundred percent of the time anymore. I mean that's not something yeah, we see in, in the current F one. Yeah, yeah. so I, I would flat definitely out like to racing see a, against a race. each other. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting to see. So yeah. um, you know I I don't hate it. I'm glad uh, overall. I'm glad F one is trying it, just trying it. You know yeah. if if it doesn't work, if it's bad, then you just don't take it out. It's not like yeah. they're only doing it at like three races yeah, this three year, races, so. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think we're losing much. Yeah, I agree. It's just a trial run, but um, yeah, we'll see what happens with that this weekend. Yeah. And I mean, uh, speaking of, uh, I guess rule changes or potential rule changes, uh, you know, F one is releasing new sporting regulations next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one thing that I haven't seen like too widely reported yet that they're changing next year, um, is that they're changing the tire choice rules, uh, for post quality. Uh, so next year. Instead of just the you know bottom ten of the grid uh, getting free tire choice, it's going to be the entire grid getting free mm. tire choice. Which That'll be interesting to see. That's a huge change. Big strategy change. Yeah. yeah, no, it's it's huge. Um, especially you know to not see many outlets report on that yet. It's pretty crazy because that's yeah. I mean, going to change the uh, strategies. For yeah, because sure. like look at some of the like I mean now in qualifying, no one wants to be. Uh, P10. You want to be like P11, you know? Oh, yeah. So you get, get that you get free that tire same position pretty much and free tire choice. Yeah. So now, I mean, it opens up quality a lot more. You're not going to see people like, you know, doing that kind of strategy, trying mm-hmm. to like be on the cusp and like maybe like, lose <laughs> yeah, out yeah. On, on, you know, Q1 or something. But yeah, I, I think, um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, it mm-hmm. could definitely, because like if, if the, um, if there's no penalty for going on softs in Q2, Mm-hmm. Uh, we could see a lot more, you know, maybe midfielders or even backrunners maybe making it higher in quality. Mm-hmm. Maybe even a few more like uh, Q3, like George Russell making it to Q3. Yeah. Um, it's, I think it's an interesting choice. I think it's very uh, worth trying at least. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think the whole Q2 tire choice thing is something that people like Alonzo have criticized. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, nice to see that the, rules are changing a bit and i'm excited for 2022 overall it's gonna yeah. be a huge change mm-hmm. new cars i think all the drivers are pretty much excited you know yeah. gonna be better racing hopefully hopefully yeah for sure hopefully we'll see if it works or not yeah we'll see um and then uh on a bit of a closing note we just want to um shout out carlos carlos roidman yeah i mean uh, he passed Rest away age of uh, i think 81 
Yeah, yeah. He's, a he's a great Grand Prix driver. Seventies and the eighties uh, from Argentina. I mean, mm-hmm. never won a world championship, but he got so close. Yeah, he was a great driver. Yeah. Um, I remember the first time I I heard of him was um, like years back when uh, I first watched Rush. Mm. Uh, I think he was the one that filled in for Nicky Lauda. Um, he did yeah. Uh, when yeah he uh, had that incident at the Nurburgring. Eighty six. Um, so yeah. he definitely you know had his fair share of uh races and he like you said he was close to getting that world championship he was a very good driver um yeah sad to see him go yeah it's unfortunate but i mean i think he lived a full life he, he got to be an life. f1 grand prix driver yeah. i think he, he lived a full life so uh you know we'll remember him as, uh, remember him for sure uh you know hopefully his memory lives on uh but yeah thank you for listening everyone thank you. It's another episode of the lights out f1 podcast uh, we'll, we'll see, see you next week. week for the uh silverstone grand prix yep. all right thanks everyone bye-bye